Welcome to the Word of Life Center podcast. It's our desire that today's message would equip and empower you to see the Word of God bring life to your life. I've got a little bit of an unusual message today, not, not necessarily in its content, but really I guess the way I want to approach it uh, to share with you today. Um, and I'm going to start with this, and I, I've told this story here uh, many times over the years, um, and it's a story of, about God putting me in the right place at the right time. How many of you like being in the right place at the right time? Isn't it amazing? And, uh, and I don't want to go through the whole story, but uh, I had been in Australia preaching for three, two weeks and, and um, came to the airport to come home and, in Sydney, and my flight had been canceled, and there was going to be another day before I was going to be able to get out, and I wasn't a happy camper. And, and, um, but but I, they were able to put me on another flight, and I had to spend eight hours in Hawaii, and I know you think that's wonderful, but when you've been gone for two weeks from your family, uh, and you're ready to be home, it's not too wonderful. And uh, so... I had to fly through Los Angeles, so I flew from there to, from Sydney, which was 13 hours, to Los Angeles, which was another um, five hours, five and a half, something like that, four and a half hours. And so I'm now trans, uh, now on the plane to fly to Dallas to come home. And so I've been traveling already about uh, 20, 24 hours, and um uh, your days and nights are mixed up and all sorts of stuff. They'd upgraded me to first class. Um, yeah, hallelujah. <laughs> They'd upgraded me to first class because of all the mix-up. And, and so I'm sitting in first class, and I had my Bible open. I, I, for some reason, I was the first person on the plane. And uh, uh, so I'm sitting there, and I looked up, and they're starting to load the rest of first class. And through the doors comes this rock band. Long hair, leather jackets, cursing, just obnoxious, just climbing on board, you know, and they fill up first class. One of the guys had to get up because I was on the aisle uh, so he could get in and sit down. And, of course, they saw my Bible open, and they were laughing at the guy who was going to have to sit next to me. He's going to have to sit next to that preacher all the way to Dallas and all this sort of stuff. And, and um, uh, I was almost... Uh, lost my sanctification, but I held on. <laughs> Some of you don't even know that word, so it doesn't matter. But, but anyway, um, so we take off, and um, I'm I'm reading my Bible. They're all drinking and you know and <clears throat> loud, and they had just gotten through doing the Jay Leno show there in in New York, just to kind of give you an idea. But so I'm I'm reading my Bible, and the guy next to me he leaned over to me and. And he didn't whisper, but he didn't make, you know, real loud. He said, uh, are you a preacher? I said, yeah, I pastor a church. And I told him who I was and where I pastored. And he reached down under his seat and he pulled out a Bible, an old hardback Bible about this thick. And he held it up like this. And he said, I've been trying to understand this thing. Can you help me? So... <laughs> So all the way to Dallas, I helped him. You know, uh, that's a preacher's dream, you know, to, to, to do that. 
And so I asked him, I said, well, what, I prayed with him, you know, and I said, well, what, what led you to this? What, you know, you got this Bible. And, and he said, um, well, he said, my best friend and his, and his best friend was Stevie Ray Vaughan. Um, how many of you know who he was? You're all going to hell. You know, he, <laughs> you don't have no business knowing who Stevie Ray Vaughan was. <laughs> but I hate to tell you, but I was a blues guy, okay, before I got saved. So I knew him real well, you know. And so um, uh, anyway, uh, he said, um, he, he said, we were best friends. We went through drug rehab together more than once and party together and all, everything. And, and he was killed in a helicopter crash. And, and I'm getting to the point of this. Uh, some of you have heard this so many times. You're going, yeah, pastor, we've heard that before. But, but um, uh, he said, when they, uh, after they, you know, they found him and, and everything, they found a, a Bible, a little pocket Bible in his jacket. And in the front of his little pocket Bible, he had written, I now know my destiny is with God. Well, I'd be, I preached a few weeks ago in, um, uh, in the Louisville area, in Jeffersonville, Indiana, for uh, Rob Floyd. And uh, I, the message I preached, I used that illustration. And after I used it, it just wouldn't go away. I now know my destiny is with God. I now know my de- And that, that phrase, destiny with God, just wouldn't leave me. And I was praying about it. And I was looking, uh, you know, scriptures and just, you know, listening to the voice of the Lord about it. And I really felt like that I wanted to share with you today and talk to you about destiny with God. And, and uh, you need to understand um, what destiny is. Um, you know, Stevie Ray Vaughan lived a, a life, what we would call of destiny musically. His gift carried him a long way, but also carried him through drug rehab more than once and all sorts of problems. Let me just tell you this kind of as a side note. His mother was a little Pentecostal lady. <laughs> so he didn't have a chance. Uh, I, she got involved with Mercy Ministries is the reason I know that. But, but um, um, so he had... What, what we would might call a destiny in, in his music and in his life and, and, and that type of thing. Um, but the reality is um, his true destiny was with God. And if you don't understand that, <clears throat> then you're going to have a problem with life. Okay. Because I want you to listen to me. Destiny and fate are not the same with God. Destiny and fate are not the same. There, there are people that, that um, they live by fate. You, well, I hope this happens. Hope things get better. You know, that type of thing. And sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't. But, the, the, but you can't, as a child of God, you cannot live your life by fate, because it's not of God. Let me read you a scripture 
that will help you with this. And I'm going to read this out of the, the Good News uh, uh, New Testament. It's Isaiah 65, verse 11. God is rebuking the children of Israel. And I want you to listen to what he says here. It will be different for you that forsake me, who ignore Zion, my sacred hill, and worship Gad and Menai, the gods of luck and fate. The gods of luck and fate. It will be your fate to die a violent death because you did not answer when I called you or listened when I spoke. You chose to disobey me and do evil. Do you know that there literally are false gods of luck and fate? If you don't believe it, go to the casino. No, don't go to the casino. I want you to even think about it. But if you've ever been to one or ever seen one on television, they are worshiping God of luck and fate. Come on, baby. Come on, baby. Help me. Give me. I mean, people worship luck and fate. They think that's the way for them to get what they need or to move where they need to move in their lives. And those are gods. Those are false gods. They are not real. Now, fate is real in the fact that it does play out, but it should not have to play out in your life. Fate and luck are contrary to God's purposes and plans. Let me give you another word for fate and luck. It's called karma. Don't you ever use that word. I'm just trying to create some karma. Then you're worshiping the God of fate and the God of luck. Because it's used by Buddhists and Hindus to release a person by their actions to fortune or luck. In other words, you do certain things and you create an atmosphere where fortune and luck come your way. I, I will tell a story on a, pr- a pastor friend of mine, I, and I don't take any stock in these, you know, but you eat Chinese food, you get fortune cookies, you know. Well, I was eating lunch with him one day, and he got fortune. And I said, "You want your fortune?" Oh no, I don't. No, no, I don't want. I don't read those things. I don't read those things. I said, "Well, let me read it for you." And I broke it open, <laughs> read it for him. You know, just picking at him. But I'm talking about you're living your life hoping that something's going to break for you, that luck is going to be on your side, or you know, fate's going to deal you a good hand and 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 you can't live your life that way as a child of God you can't live that way because that's not the way God works let me read you the message translation it says but you who abandon me your God who forget the holy mountain who holds dinners for lady luck throws cocktail parties for surfeit. Well, you ask for it, 
Fate it will be. Your destiny is death. Fate it will be. You ask for it. Fate it will be. Oh, by the way, that's death. So you cannot live your life hoping you're going to get lucky. You cannot live your life hoping that fate's going to treat you right. Now listen, people get lucky. People get, I've been lucky in my life. I, I, if you want to say fate in some ways, I've had fate treat me good in some areas of my life. But that's not the way that a child of God should live their life. You cannot live a because luck always goes both ways. I had a friend uh, in college. He was one of my groomsmen at my wedding, one of my fraternity brothers. And um, we, were, we were good friends. And, and um, uh, he was one of the luckiest guys I've ever known. Okay. You know, playing cards, he got the cards. You know, he wasn't, a, wasn't good. He just was lucky. Seemed like every time, like a cat, you know, you throw them up, they're going to land on their feet. He always landed on his feet. He always got what he needed. It, it, everything just seemed to work. Lucky, luck in his life, okay? He, we, we were in college during Vietnam. Now, I'm a patriotic person, so I don't want you to misread this, but there was nobody that wanted to go to Vietnam, Okay, just so you'll know, I don't, you know, how many of you understand what I mean? We had to go. I didn't want to go because I didn't agree with it. But, but besides that, okay, besides that, I didn't want to go. I wasn't a military guy. Okay, so don't read me as, as not patriotic. Don't misread what I'm saying. But, but to be honest with you, it was a difficult time in America, period. Okay. All right, so uh, we, you know, I don't want to go through all the reasons why I didn't have to go, but but I didn't go to Canada or anything like that. But but uh, he he got drafted. Oh man, tough luck! Do you know what he did while he was in the army? Listen, he played tennis. He played tennis the whole time. He never wore a uniform. He played. How did he do that? Because he was lucky. I had other friends that went into the, into the airborne. Rangers. He played tennis. But he died at 38 of cirrhosis of the liver. Not so lucky. See, sometimes we look at people and we think their lives, oh man, they're, they got it made. They're so lucky. I mean, they're getting all the breaks. Listen, that's not the way life is. Okay. But if you worship luck and you worship fate and that's your, your life and you're looking for, for the, uh, oh, man, maybe I can get lucky and get this job. Maybe I can, you know, fate will help me with this or, you know, maybe if I do this or do that and, you know, be nice. I'm going to create a karma. And, you know, listen, don't you go there. 
That's not how we live our lives. That's not who we are. Because I don't want my destiny to be determined by fate. I don't want God to say to me, okay, you want it? You got it. Fate it will be. That's not what I want. That's not how I want to live my life. And listen to me. If you're a child of God, you don't want to live your life that way. Destiny means a predetermined course of events often held as irresistible uh, in their power. It means a, a necessity or a fixed order of things established by divine decree, in other words, by God, or by indissoluble connections of cause and effect. In other words, you do something, and because you're doing something, there is an effect of what you do, <clears throat> and that's called destiny. Okay? You cannot be a doctor, just, just use this as an example, by fate. Well, I graduated from high school, and they gave me a degree. I'm a surgeon now. How'd that happen? I don't know. It just happened. No, you have to study. You, first of all, you got to be smart. Okay. Just so you'll know, you, there, there is a component that you got to be smart. So that leaves some of us out. But, but you got to have that kind of brain. Okay. So you study. You do what you have to do with your grades, and then you still have to be able to get into med school, and you still have to go through med school, and you still have to pass all the exams, and you still have to move forward. And so you can create a destiny for your life by a cause and effect. But that doesn't mean that that's God's destiny. Hey, I just read here recently there was a, a doctor here in Shreveport who got arrested. He was a doctor. And he got arrested because it wasn't enough. He wanted to defraud the government too. So don't kid yourself into thinking, and I'm going to show you this from the Word, that, 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 that you can literally create your own destiny. And it's going to be great. Everything's going to be great. You're, you're mistaken. You, it's, it doesn't work that way. Okay? There is a discernible difference, okay? Because destiny is either by divine will or human will. Okay? And... There is a discernible difference between destiny created by human will through cause and effect and pursuing a divine plan of destiny created by the Father. Do you understand that? There is a difference. Now you have to know that as a child of God because there are a lot of Christians today that are not even living by God's destiny for their earthly life. Doesn't mean they're not going to heaven, and I'm going to show you this, but they're literally trying to do it themselves. Create their life. 
I tried to create my life, and then all of a sudden, I found out God was creating one for me. It's an amazing thing when you get that revelation. So first of all, there's divine will, okay? There's some destiny, listen to me, there's some destiny that is irresistible, okay? Hebrews 9, 27, listen to this. It is appointed for men to die once. After this, the judgment. Nobody can get away from that destiny. You can't get away from it. Now, I don't mean to be rude, crude. I'm just telling you, every person's going to die. Okay? That, that is your destiny. Isn't that, isn't that encouraging, you know? I'm not getting a load up today, so just stay steady. Okay? Listen to Isaiah 38, 18 in the Amplified, because this, will, this should put the fear of God in you. Listen to this. Amplified Bible. For Sheol, the place of the dead, cannot confess and reach out the hand to you. Death cannot praise and rejoice in you. Talking about God. They who go down to the pit cannot hope for your faithfulness to your promises. Their probation is at an end. Their destiny is sealed. When, when, listen, when you have no other destiny but fate... Your destiny is sealed in death. You cannot call on the faithfulness of God after you die. Isn't this an encouraging message? Well, it's going to be. Hang on. It's going to be. Okay? Your faithfulness, listen, you cannot, let me read it to you this way. They who go to the pit cannot hope for your faithfulness to your promises. Their probation is at an end. Their destiny is sealed. Okay? So if, if, if you are not a Christian, your destiny is sealed. Okay? Your destiny is sealed. But the other side of that is this. Okay? God has a destiny for you. And so here's what I want to explain to you, okay? And I want you to listen to this in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4 and 5. Because this has tripped up a lot of people. And so I want you to listen to me. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4 and 5. Listen to this. Just as He, God, chose us. All right? Do you hear what it says? God chose chose us. Now, here's the thing you've got to be careful of, because if that's all you read, then you're going to hear God chose, He chooses, He picks this one, says no to this one. God chooses. But you don't understand what God's saying, because it doesn't say that. Listen to what it says. Just as He chose us in Him, in Christ, before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy 
and without blame before him in love. Now, you ready for this? Having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his own will. Now, I want to keep that up there, okay? Leave it on the screen and listen to me, okay? Listen to me very carefully because people think that some people are predestined, they're destined to be with God, and others aren't. They call it predestination. Well, God chooses some, He doesn't choose others. I actually had a pastor friend of mine tell me one time, I was asking him about his son who was in rebellion at the time, and I asked him, I said, how's he doing? I said, is he serving God? He said, oh, I don't know that he'll ever be saved. I said, what? He said, yeah. You know, he may not be chosen. You know, the Bible says God chooses. And I said, I thought about it a minute. I said, well, what about the scripture that says God's not willing that any should perish? What about that scripture? He said, hmm, I'll have to think about that. I said, you might want to think about that. Okay, so here's what you need to hear. Listen to me. Listen to what it says. Let me read it to you again. He chose us in him. Before the foundation of the world. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son because he chose humanity. You got it? Now see, you could jump off right there and say, well, if he chose humanity, then we don't have anything to worry about. You know, we don't have, we don't have anything else to do with it. No, that's not true. Okay. Listen to me. Your destiny with God is tied to Jesus. Everything God did was foreordained to bring Jesus to the earth for the salvation of his creation. When you choose Jesus, you choose God and you choose his destiny for your life. Because it's not about God's will, it's about your will. You have to choose destiny. You have to choose Jesus in your life. God's already made the choice. He's just waiting on you. That's why we preach the gospel. Well, you never know what God's going to do. I know what God's going to do. He's told me in his word what he's going to do. Well, everybody's going to be saved then. No. No, it's not true. Because you have to choose. Now, I'm going to show you this, okay? Because you've got God's will, his will, his plan, his purpose. But listen to me. God respects your Will. It's what makes you like him. He respected Adam and Eve's choice. He didn't like it. But he accepted it. Why? Because he gave it to them. He gave them the right to choose. Are y'all still here? Now, this is important because if you're going to get into God's destiny for your life, you're going to have to understand this. So, the moment that you choose 
Jesus, here's something powerful, okay? And this is what I believe, and I'm just interpreting this, that Stevie Ray Vaughan meant. He meant that now I have eternal life. My destiny is not hell where there's no more faithfulness to God, to his promises. Listen to me. But now there's eternal life. And my destiny is eternal life. My destiny is to forever live with God. That's where I, that's what, when you talk about destiny, sometimes we want to talk about tomorrow. Hey, let's talk about eternity. Okay. So, but here's the thing you've got to understand. Destiny can be decided and is decided by you making a choice. It's called human will. Now, here's the thing, and one of the definitions, I'm not going to read it, but one of the definitions about human will is that it sets a course for your life. But the problem with human will is that it sets a course up, but it can set a course down. Choices will set you in a direction. So you have to make sure you understand that your choices are important. Look, great things have been accomplished by human will. Oh my goodness, I mean, I could stand, you could, books and volumes have been written about people who by their own will, just willpower, have done great things. But you know, there's another side to willpower and will, and that is that it also creates bad things because it's human will. Y'all still with me? And the other situation is this. Listen, I can will something to be a certain way and do everything in my power to cause that to come to pass and that effect to happen. I can do it with all of my might. But if I got to go through you and you're not willing, I'm in trouble. Because I have no power over you. So sometimes the greatest desire and will won't get you where you need to be because other people circumstances, situations hinder that from taking place. Listen, my, my destiny was up for grabs without Jesus. I was more of a fate and a luck guy. I just fell into stuff. Really, I'm serious. The job that I got that really created my 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 beginnings as a business person. I sat in an employment office and they said, well, what do you want to do? I mean, I've been to college. I had 140 hours of college, 144 hours, I think I figured at one time, <clears throat> of college work and no degree. I wasn't there to get a degree. Okay. Wasn't my goal. I know that sounds stupid, but I'm just telling you. Okay, but 
I'm sitting there, and this lady in this employment office, you know, uh, one of these headhunter type people, said, well, what do you like to do? And she, I, this is what I said to her. I said, to be honest with you, I have no clue. I, I just like people. She sent me on a job interview, and I got a job in the restaurant business that propelled my career. Go figure. But it also cost me my, almost cost me my marriage. No God involved. You understand what I'm saying? So I, that's, I was kind of a, I was a luck and fate kind of guy. But now here's the good news, okay? Your destiny of human will is to choose one thing. You know what it is? Jesus. When you choose Jesus, you move into a flow of destiny that's beyond human reach. Within that destiny lies the most amazing future you could ever think possible. Within that, you pursue God's plan and destiny for your life on earth. And here's the wild thing about it. It's not, it doesn't have to just be you anymore. Because now not only are you moving toward what God wants for your life, you still have to use your will. You understand what I'm saying. But you're moving toward what God wants for your life. But now, listen to this, now God is working around you to make other things that need to take place, take place so that that destiny can be reached. I could stand here and tell you, and I'm going to I'm I'm teach on this Wednesday night, okay, so you can get a little more clarity about it. But, but I could stand and tell you the most amazing things that God has done around me just to get me to his destiny. So it's not just, it's not just you anymore. Now it's God working with you. It's not just your destiny. It's God's destiny for you. But now listen. Listen to me carefully. Sadly, even though these possibilities of destiny, which are so powerful because Jesus said, I came that you might have life, have it more abundantly. That's God's destiny. Okay? Even though it's available, a lot of humans... A lot of people revert to their human will who are Christians. In other words, they know they're going to heaven, but they're going to do what they want to do while they're on the earth. They're going to exercise their will to do what they want and to pursue their goals and their lust or whatever it may be while they're on the earth. And to be honest with you, you can be successful to a certain degree, but that doesn't mean it's God's destiny for your life. It doesn't mean that when you get to heaven, he's going to say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. He's going to say, well, you did pretty good for what you wanted, but let me show you what I wanted. See, I see that, I see that as a pastor. I see that in Christian people's lives where they're, they're just living their life, doing what they want to do. And there's no pursuit. God, what do you want? Look, I don't know about you, but I want more of those airplane moments 
where God uses me in the destiny of somebody, when God uses me beyond myself, and God allows me to be or do something that's way beyond anything I could imagine. This guy from Centerville, Mississippi, has stood before people and spoken to, in, to people that I would never in a million years think was even possible. I never even thought about going past Texas, much less the Pacific Ocean. But when you hook your will up to Jesus and your destiny to Him, all of a sudden God starts using you in ways that are so far beyond what you could imagine that you would never, ever want to leave that. But people do. There's a scripture that's sad to me over in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 10. Paul is talking here. He says, Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present world. Here's a guy traveling with the Apostle Paul, doing the will of God, pursuing God's destiny for his life. And all of a sudden, I'm out of here. I like the world better. I like what I had in the world better. I like the creature comforts. I like this. I like that. I'm not having that right now, and I don't like that, so I am out of here. Demas was a gambler. He was betting on faith, fate and luck instead of God. A lot of people gambling today on their earthly future. I'm not saying you're not going to heaven, but you're gambling. You're gambling on fate and luck to get you where you want to be instead of pursuing God for your life. God's best for you on earth can be an exciting series of adventures in Christ that you put you on the cutting edge of God's purposes and plans for humanity. I believe every person has had a moment of destiny with God. You did when you got saved. See, when I got saved, I had my hands gripped on the back of that pew. But my will had to let go so God could come into my life, change my whole destiny. When that happens, that will carry you through life if you treasure it. I treasure God's destiny, God's purpose, God's plans for my life. Not only that, it'll cause me to desire more encounters with God. God, I want more. I want to do more. I have been all the way across the world, literally, on the other side of the world and had encounters that were God encounters for my life. Some people want to walk across the street just to help somebody to think that God would help them. I'm not being ugly. I'm just being honest. 
And I'm not perfect at this. I'm just trying to get you to understand something. Here's my question. Will you put yourself in the hand of fate and luck or put your trust in the Father to lead you to your destiny? It's only you that can can do that. You're going to worship the gods of luck and fate? Or are you going to let God bring you to your destiny? Doesn't mean you're going to be, you know, some great evangelist all over the world. Might, but doesn't mean that. It just means you're going to be the best you possible. Because you're pursuing God's destiny for your life. You've got your family. You've got your work. Whatever you're doing. You're involved in church. You're involved in, in what the church is doing to reach the world. and Touch people's lives. You, you, you've got a destiny. There's something in your life that's driving you forward. It's not you just living your life and saying, well, my destiny is to go to heaven. Well, it is. But God's got so much more for you right here, right now in your life. Thanks for listening to the Word of Life Center podcast. You can connect with us on Facebook and Twitter or at our website, wordoflifecenter.org.